Hello and welcome back to season two of the Bicky Podcast, where we are nearing the end of season two. Only a few weeks left until Christmas, which we said we would have a break then. Um, I will eventually be joined by all of the Bicky trio, but uh, one of them is eating right now. I'll give you five seconds to guess who. Grievo, how are you this week? At what point do we sack him off? I don't know, mate. I don't know. I mean, we joked at the start of this season, or was it, was it season one, that Jamie would take over of the Bicky Trio. Yeah. And it's not really much of a joke anymore, I don't think. To be fair, he's bailed on us tonight as well. He has bailed, yeah. He, he did claim last week that he would always be there if we needed a backup, but he's not here. Although he wasn't, we didn't need him as a backup this week. He was going to be, it was supposed to be all four of us. Yeah. And we've now ended up with two of us. Potentially three of us, <laughs> depending on how fast he eats food. <laughs> but yes, I am. I'm good, mate. I am okay. Um, how are you? I am. Yes, I am good. I have enjoyed a nice weekend away in Bournemouth. Oh yes, do tell. It was lovely. It was windy. I mean, the whole country was windy, um, but extremely windy down on the coast, um, which made it feel like it was in the minuses. It's one of those where you look at the weather and it's like, it's five degrees, but it's going to feel like minus two. I um, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying in there. <laughs> um, but yes, we saw Mo Gilligan, comedian. Yes. Um, if you know, you know. He's pretty big, but if you know, you know. Whoa. What's this, mate? <laughs> what? That's my line. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> Chug's used it before. Yeah, well, he's not here at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we saw Mo Gilligan. He was he was quite funny, to be fair. Um, there was a very drunk person at the end who sort of ran out to the stage. So Mo put the microphone in front of him, and he was literally like, "Oh yeah, inspiration." Mo just, <laughs> Mo just looked at him like, "What?" And it added to the comedy, to be fair. But it was very like, "Sit down, mate." What you <laughs> yeah, down. I never got that of like people who just get really drunk comedy gigs and then yeah. heckle. Like, I'd, you wouldn't do it in any other job, would you? No. I know some comedians play off the heckles. Mm. Like, Jimmy Carr is pretty good at that, but it wasn't that sort of show. Right. He, well, he, inter- he didn't really interact with the crowd. Like, if, if a, like Jimmy Carr purposely interacts with the crowd, so you're going to get the heckles and the banter, but Mo was more of a sort of tell the jokes and, okay. and laugh rather than a I'll take the piss out of the crowd sort of thing. Fair. Um, but yeah, it was very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, that's the first time we've been there since we got engaged, actually. Ooh. Uh, the memories, but the memories. Ooh. What did you do this weekend? I had my work Christmas party. Already? Already, mate. Wow. Yeah. Um, we we organised to go up to an event at the Celtic Manor. Oh, yeah. Uh, and very popular place to go for Christmas parties. So, um, that was the only weekend sort of most people could do for my work. So, yeah, early one, but it was all right. It was good. Did you get uh, inebriated? Yes. Well, there was um, basically free drinks. There was, it was quite a hefty sort of um, bank behind the bar, which nice. we, we did very well to get through. Um, and, yeah, I, I was very, very drunk. Um, there's pictures of me and Molly at like half ten which I don't remember being in. <laughs> uh, and the event uh, continued to one. So, yeah, that was good. Um, 
but apparently I was, you know, I, I didn't feel, I didn't seem drunk. I was all all right until I got into the uh, minibus on, on the way home. And yeah, I just collapsed. I was all over the shop, bless me. But yeah, it was a good night. I, I didn't embarrass myself. All good. Um, Decent. F- filthy suit, I've got to say. Have, uh, have we seen it? Was there a post? Um, I think I, might... I think Molly might have post some, posted something. Yeah, I think she put it on a story. I went for navy blue suit with navy blue shirt, navy blue bow tie. Oh, oh the navy blues. Mate, rocked it. Yeah. Filthy. And with this tash, mate. Oh. Yeah, is that coming off tomorrow? Um, or is it staying a permanent fixture? I actually don't know. Um, Movember, you've you done it. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah. Well, we are recording on the thirtieth of November. This is so... true. When I say tomorrow, I mean, did it come off on <laughs> Wednesday? Yeah. Good job, I'm um, you know, switched on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, as is November, I should be shaving off, but. I like it. I've had it many compliments. I think both me and Chuck did say this. Distinguished look, I yeah. think, I've got. Um, Molly can't stand it, um, <laughs> which makes you want to keep it even more. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, or I might just keep it, grow the rest of the beard out till it catches up and go back to normal. I'm not quite sure. I like it. And the fact that Molly wants it and you're, you want to keep it because she doesn't plays perfectly into what we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit later on in this it, week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just invited the third member into the chat. I believe he has joined now. Are you there, Chug? Yes. Hello, boys. First of all, sorry for my lateness. We are used to it, so it's not <laughs> us you're letting down. It's just the listeners. <laughs> sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, I'm just joining on the old the visuals now. Um, Did you have a very nice dinner? Um, it was all right. It was all right. So you mean it's like all this time just an all right dinner? Yeah, I put too much chipotle paste in it, I think, really. Um, What'd you you cook? They were uh, black bean and avocado, like, tortilla things. Right. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Right, I'm with you. Um, you are with us. We can see you. We can hear you. Right. Um, yeah. Any, they were like... Anything with it? Any sort of rice or anything? No. There was just free, free like tortilla wrap things, um, and yeah, they had black beans, avocado, uh, lettuce, um, and it was like a chipotle sauce thing. But I think I put too much chipotle in it. Overpowered it a bit. Is there any? arguments on how that word is being pronounced right now chipotle chipotle i don't know because i've had this, I think i've had this debate with a few friends before and there's quite a few ways of saying it i don't actually know the official pronunciation of it i thought it was chipotle yeah i i agree with way the way chuck said it but i just thought it would produce a little debate but everyone in agreement chipotle we'll move on swiftly i said chipotle sam's got oh. chipotle oh it is different okay with that moustache though i'm going with sam <laughs> Look more than me. We have to, we covered the moose to be fair. Yeah, I heard you talking about it. I'm proud of you, yeah. Sam. Gringo over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you do last weekend, Chuck? What did I do last weekend? I was on duty. It was just boring weekend, just working all weekend. Um, quite quiet, though. 
Um, played some, played some pool. Played some of the the boys at FIFA. Still unbeaten. Um, nice. There's one kid that's really good at FIFA though. And we haven't played each other yet, and I I I don't want to play him because I like the unbeaten record. Um, so I'm leaving that one. But um, yeah, pretty 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 quiet. Any more difficult year nine maths lessons? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So, um, what was it? Friday, I did double English, DT, and uh, I did do another maths net lesson, but I was just covering a test, so that was easy. Oh. But the DT, the DT lesson was class. What what what, what strand of DT was it? <clears throat> So we're designing with it was the design and technology section. Do you want to say hello, Ridley? Hello. You covered my lesson. Oh yeah, yeah, I covered I covered Ridley's lesson. Oh drama. which one? Um yeah, we're doing drama, but I it was the easiest cover I've ever done because uh, there were shows on. I um I just took the kids to the show. Happy days. Was it a Christmas show or just a normal show? Shrek. Wreck? Shrek. Oh Shrek, sorry. That's what I heard. The musical or just... Yeah, the musical. Yeah. It was amazing. It was elite, to be fair. I was yeah. the dragon. Yeah, you look it right now. Thanks. Look good. Thanks. <laughs> Christ. I rate that, Chug. absolutely rate that. Um, shall we crack on with the usual segment that next season will definitely have a jingle? Uh, it is the Bicky Breakdown, as we all know. Um, who would like to kick us off with a story this week? Um, yeah, I've got a couple of things. Uh, they're quite short and sweet. Uh, no, no stories as such, just sort of events. Um, I'm going to talk about COVID again. Yeah. It's back. The worry's back. The Omicron B variant. Um, I don't know why there's so much panic over it. There's literally been like, what, 20 cases in the UK? 14. F- 14. There we go. Probably, yeah. probably 20 by the time this gets released. <laughs> yeah. yeah. While we're recording. Um, but have you seen that Omicron B is an anagram for no crimbo? No. Oh, I didn't see that. That is, that's it says nasty. A lot. It says a lot, doesn't it? I think it's pretty planned. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's talk of, of doing the whole no more than six in a household on Christmas Day again. Which just won't get followed, will it? It will not get followed. Boris is going to get rioted if he does that. Yeah, I just don't... <laughs> like, if constant testing, vaccines and booster is to sort of, like, quell it, when's it going to end? Yeah. It's, it is getting very boring now. Like, very boring. I, I get it. Like, you know, people are dying. It's horrible. But, like, the people are dying now. Survival of the fittest, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I have to agree there. Like, mm. yeah, we're overpopulated as it is. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the population of the UK over 65s is 18%. That's far too much. Yeah, they're just taking our tax money. Get rid of them. I mean, you know, <laughs> Billy Jean, who's 96 and has got liver disease, what is she contributing? <laughs> I'm sorry. If she was my nan, I'd feel different. But she's not, so I don't. Oh, we are. What a way to get cancelled. 
waft away to get this uh, this podcast. There's nothing wrong with saying we need a bit like a cull. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) No sense. My pension's going to be ruined because of Gene. I'm calling you out, Gene. (laughs) Gene, if you'd like to have your say, please do DM us on the Instagram. If you know how to work it, or get your granddaughter to do it for you, either one. Probably doesn't. Silly bitch. (laughs) 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 I'm joking. But no, it's true. Like, you know, at at what point will it end? Is is my point. Oh, that is true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The rest was just for comedic. Very great, yeah. Yeah, no, I do agree. It is just repetitive, boring. You just have to you just have to live with it at some point. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> it's hard, isn't it? Because you know, you want you want everybody to to hang on, don't you? But like yeah, we're just gonna be we're gonna get variants and variants and variants and variants. Yeah, variants. That's the thing. That's, that's what viruses do, they adapt. Yeah. It's like the flu oh. in it. Like we don't have lockdowns every Christmas for the flu. No, no. it's very, very true. Yeah, um, very boring. Um, so Boris, if you're listening, uh, sack off the lockdowns, mate. Please, yeah. I want. I want to see my family is actually worth living. Um, <laughs> Greedo's in charge. He's having a Hunger Games style. Oh yeah, <laughs> dictatorship. Not really. Just everyone has to stay outside for a week. He never survives it. I can have Christmas. <laughs> and they get first dibs on the house they want as well. Absolutely. Yeah, fine. Yeah, Happy days, I'm, I'm keen for that. We'll, we'll set it up. You know, that you know, solves homelessness as well. Yeah, very true. <laughs> um, my other story I was going to talk about, which is slightly more sort of PC. Um, Balance. I sport for a while. So I oh, thought that's my story. About... Sorry, mate. You stole uh, we... my story. We could both talk about it together. Okay. Um, yeah, Ballon d'Or. The sort of um, the top ten of where they finished in front of me, and uh, hope we can discuss it. Um, in number ten, Donnarumma of PSG in Italy. Uh, he won the Levy Ashen Awards for best goalkeeper, which again is quite controversial because, I mean, Edouard Mendy was pretty bloody good. Um, but yeah, do, do you think he should? He deserves his top ten ranking. Yeah, I think so. Maybe higher. I think I'd actually probably agree with that. To be fair, I think he was awesome for Italy. Um, Wait, so is he, is he the highest keeper in the Ballon d'Or? He is. Yes, um, goalkeepers have famously sort of been neglected in the Ballon d'Or. Who's who's the one goalkeeper to win it? Levy Ashin. Very true. We've had that yes. on the quiz before. We certainly have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the... Donnarumma should have been higher, but I also agree with you. I think Mendy should have been even higher than him. Oh, controversial. I, there's definitely one person on the list who should not be anywhere near it, and um, we'll get to him. Um, number nine, Kylian Mbappe. Okay. It's quite low. Probably He probably thinks it's quite low. I'd imagine he would think himself that he's quite low. Yeah. But he, then also, he hasn't, he hasn't really... <sighs> yeah. He, he had a strong season. He didn't have um, like a standout season for his ability. His standards, yeah, um, and I so... don't, I don't um, put it all on one player, but 
his missed penalty, you know, eventually saw France out of the Euros. But it wasn't just him. Obviously, it's not just him. Just like it's not just Saka that lost lost it for England. But yeah, if if you're that price tag and you you're that self proclaimed that good, you're, you're making those penalties in those moments. Yeah, and I, I think he's a fantastic player. But I'd say ninth is probably a bit high for for last for the 2021 calendar year. Yeah. I want to see where you go with the uh, with the rest of the players, and then okay, perfect. Um, and number eight, <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne. Okay, again, I don't think he should be eighth. He should be high. I think he should be lower. Yeah, I think he should. He didn't have a great season, did he? I think he had as good a season as the one before. Didn't even win top sister. No. That's his thing. That is his thing. Yeah. I mean, Belgium didn't really do great at the Euros. No, um, the Man City got to Champions League final, um, but he wasn't really a pivotal role in that, was he? No. But is it is it a label of the players' actual ability, or is it what they've done in the season? It should be what they've done in the season, because if it is just their ability, Messi and Ronaldo will win it every single year. Well, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it, <laughs> it is sort of like. Branded as the best player of that year in the world. Right. Okay. Is it player um, voted or is it like player? Yeah. Yeah, it's player voted. Strong yeah. percentage of it. I think, um, like the board members at uh, UEFA get a stronger vote, and then players yeah. get a vote, and then managers get a slightly stronger vote than players, and then collectively, that's the Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah. Um, number seven, Mohamed Salah. A lot lower than expected, I would say. Um, yeah, I think his last sort of two months probably would push him higher up. Um, if you're looking at the entire year, uh, looking yeah. at the players at the rest or, or the higher up in the list, I think probably yeah, between fifth and seventh is probably about right for Salah. Mm-hmm. Although next year, if he doesn't get, you know. Probably top three, top four. He's robbed. I I agree. Yeah. Well, the way he's going. Yeah, but if if he continues it into the 2022, then yeah, you're right. But, um, number six, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, he hasn't really? done much, has he? Really? I think that's too high. Yeah, he didn't. Was he? He was top scorer, wasn't he? In, In the, um, Europe. Syria. And Syria, very true. But Juventus finished fourth. Yeah. Uh, Portugal got knocked out in around 16. And three of his five goals at Euros were penalties. Yeah. But it's the uh, it's the Cristiano Ronaldo effect. Like, he's probably got people that will sue the people at Ballon d'Or if he doesn't come <laughs> in the top 10. Yeah, true. But like, I, I could quite easily name some players who I think deserved it. I had a better year than Ronaldo last year. Um yeah, maybe six is roughly about right. Maybe. Yeah, um, I'd put John Henderson above him, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably John Joe Kenny or something. Um, number five, <laughs> uh, N'Golo Kante. Top player. Fully deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah fully. Fully deserved. deserved just because of the Champions League push. Yeah. Yeah, from the quarterfinal stage, N'Golo Kante. I think didn't he get 
man the match in both semi-finals. Yeah, and I final. So. I think. Um, so yeah, fully deserved fifth. Um, probably a bit. I probably would have stuck in fourth, but I mean, fifth isn't too far off, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, this this like we said about the keepers, this award tends to lean towards forwards. Yeah. Um, which, you know, someone who enjoys the dark arts of football, I think is wrong. Um, number four, <laughs> Kareem Benzema. Definitely, okay. Definitely deserved to be top three. He's such a silent assassin. Yeah. He had an incredible year last year. Yeah. Unbelievable. And he, st- he, like, he continued it into this season. So um, I would have definitely put him top three. And he was dealing with a court case as well. Of which he is guilty. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, fourth is probably about right for him. He, he would have been third, but because of the court case, he dropped to fourth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three, um, should not be in 100, let alone top three, Jorginho. Yeah, I don't get where the hype came from. Oh. The, the only hype is himself, let's be honest. I think the only reason he is here is because Chelsea won the Champions League, Italy won the Euros. And he played in both teams, and because he because he hyped himself up so much that yeah, I just I just don't get it. Like and and he only started being good when Tuchel came in, and he's he's uh, that's a system. Yeah, in terms of his like actual play, take penalties out of it, he didn't do an awful lot, does he? No, not even like at the penalties. No, no, the fact the fact that. There are two Chelsea centre mids in this list, and Jorginho's above Kante is ridiculous. Yeah, didn't even think of that, but yeah, that's insane. Ridiculous. Um, number two, uh, someone who I thought should have won it off base off last year. Uh, Robert Lewandowski. Yeah. yeah, he's been overlooked for too long now. Yeah, I think he should have won it. Yeah, this year. He would, I think he would have won it last year, but because the pandemic, it, there wasn't one, and he definitely should have won this year. Yeah, 100%. Something like 64 goals in 50 games, 54 games, something like that. Disgusting. He broke the goal scoring records for a single season. I, I think the only reason he didn't get it is because of his international competition this summer. Yeah. And that's not his fault. And again, I I think that's the only reason the winner won it. Yeah, I, I think you know, was because of the international. I don't think it had anything to do with club, really. No, but the person who did win it, I would say, deserved to be top two. But like, oh yeah, said, I'm not saying not saying he should have been any lower, but I think he's only won it because he's finally won a, a, an international trophy. Yeah, Eventually, I don't think there's any point hiding the name anymore on this one. No, he's <laughs> he's, a, he's a little known player. I'm not sure you've heard of him. It's Lionel Messi. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, Copper America, first time Argentina's won it in about 30 years. Yeah, he was a top scorer in the Copper America, uh, top assister, uh, player of the tournament, um, basically dragged a very weak Barcelona uh, through some tough times um, and had a bit of a slow start at PSG, but he, he did get three assists in one match. The other, he's, he's, he's acclimatising. Uh, and yeah, he's, if it's purely based on who is the best player on the planet at any, any given moment, Messi is should win it every year. But I don't think it is. 
No. One thing that I do uh, give Medi cre- Messi credit for um, on this particular year is, can you remember at the start of last season's transfer window, he wanted to move and he thought he was going and all the speculation was about him going to either PSG or Man City. Um, and then last minute, the president came out and said, no, we're keeping you. And he was like, oh, I was ready to go. Um and then instead of messing around, he's he's come out and gone, right, I did want to go, but I'm ready to give everything for Barcelona. And he's come out and had a, a pretty decent season, which is nice to see. Yeah, I can get the official stats up. I think um, he scored two seconds. It, it's just coming. It's coming. He scored uh, 41 goals and got 17 assists for club and country. Pretty good that. It is smelly in fifty-six games. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty good that. Pretty That's tasty. Strong stats. Pretty tasty. So yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not saying Messi doesn't deserve to potentially win it. I think Lewandowski should have. Yeah, okay, I agree there. Mr. Bicky. Hello. My story too is sport related. So would you like to go on your story? My story was the Messi story, which Sam has wonderfully delivered. So we will go with your sports story. Okay, a, a sport Bicky breakdown then. And um, stop me if you mentioned this uh, this last week, because this could have been a story that you mentioned last week. Um, but it is a football-related story, but it's got a really nice storyline to it. Um, quite an inspiring little story. Um so, did you hear about the goal scorer in the AC Milan versus Atletico Madrid game in the 87th minute the other day? I did, yes. Yes, what a story. And this is something that we we love at the Bicky podcast uh, because this player, he did not sign a professional contract until the age of 27. Now, everybody knows that in football, if you're not in academy by the age of, what, 13 latest, yeah. you haven't made it, really. There's the, there's the odd success story, Jamie Vardy, Troy Deeney, people like that, they've gone through non-league. But this guy, he was, he's come over from Brazil, he was bouncing around Syria C, from Syria D, for, uh, from the age of sort of like 25. He was a, before that, he was a bricklayer. He was a delivery driver. And then he's come through. He's gone up to the ranks. He's now playing for AC Milan at the age of 30. And he scored the winner, a late winner, in the Champions League. It just goes to show, doesn't it? If you keep working at your dream, you can make anything possible. Yeah. And boys, we've still got a year. (laughs) Yes. Let's all play for AC Milan. We we could be playing Champions League football next year. I'm so keen. Yeah. It, you finish third in the Ballon d'Or. Like you said, anything can happen. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Just learn how to take a it. penalty and, and we can do it. 100%. I can't, I, thought... do, I can't wait to do the podcast from Italy next year. <laughs> That'd be great. Buongiorno. Arrivederci. Prego. I thought you were going to talk about the um, young Kenyan. Is it Kenyan or Ghanaian for, for, for Roma? Do you hear about this? 
uh, with the shoes. With the shoes? Uh, yeah, go on, you tell your bit, and then I think I can add a bit on. Okay. Um, yeah. This young Ghanaian, he was playing three months ago. He was playing for his high school team in Ghana. And then he got signed by Roma, came off the bench and scored two goals within the last like five minutes of the game. Yeah, so um, so Jose Mourinho told him, and there's a video of this. Oh, I did. Uh, yeah. Told yeah. him that um, if he scored, then he would get him some expensive pair of shoes, Yeezys or something. Um, and he went and scored two. So uh, there's a video of Jose Mourinho gifting this player his uh, his new pair of his expensive shoes. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Nice story. Cut a nice story, sir. And just to celebrate success and. Never give up, essentially. Ties in I, quite well with, with sort of mental health Mondays. Just just don't give up and back, believe in yourself. I thought of my story because, honestly, football tonight, boys, I I had the best game I've ever had. <laughs> so, Go on, then. Tell us all about it. Well, a few weeks back, I scored the best goal I've ever scored. Yeah. And then this week, I've had the best game I've ever had. Um, and for the last two weeks, it's been a shocker. Um, and I've been getting down. I'll come back for the evening. I've been so grumpy just because I, I was shit at football, basically. Um, and yeah, I didn't I didn't work hard enough. My shooting was bad. I, d- I don't think I've scored in about three weeks of football. Tonight, comes in, confidence, score seven. Oh! Yeah, it is five-side football, so there's a lot of goals going in. But to go from zero to seven, I'm buzzing. That's a good effort. Like, were they were they a mixture of um, right foot, left foot header? Or were they all? No, I don't score my left foot. No, no <laughs> Did you get a match ball? Uh, no. <laughs> I think I... everyone a jug. Uh, no. Is that not a thing in five side football? No, nah, not in five side. But uh... we do have a curry night next week, actually. So um, maybe they should get me a jug after that. But to be fair, if we're doing if we're doing jugs for every time somebody scored seven, some some of those guys there, they're incredible. Oh, they yeah. they do they they all score like ten every couple of weeks, um, and they're like they're old boys. But just because they've been going to that five side pitch, it's like enclosed in a cage, and they just play every week. Their touch is incredible, finishing's incredible. Like they don't have to run much; they just nail it in every time. Um, yeah, I aspire to be like that. Well, looks like Forty, like 40 yeah. years old, massive belly, and just banging in goals on Tuesday night. I think you've got that in you, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, hundred percent there. <laughs> what a lovely, what a lovely few sports stories. A little sports version of the Bicky breakdown, plus killing lots of old people. Um... <laughs> I'm still not sure about this one. <laughs> I'm thinking some editing needs to be going on there. <laughs> no. no. Ah, keep it in. I'll, st- I'll stand by it. There we go. I want to edit. He will stand by it. <laughs> Let's go and take a, re- a drinks break and refresh from our show being cancelled. And we will see you in part two. <laughs> You are listening to The Bicky Podcast. I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you haven't already, please send us some feedback to thebickypodcast at hotmail.com and even give us, give us a follow on Instagram at thebickypodcast. But for now, 
back to this week's episode. Enjoy. Straight Hello. back in. Welcome <laughs> back to part two uh, of the Vicky Podcast, season two. Uh, so at the start, we are, we are we are nearing the end of season two. Um, a few episodes to go, and a lovely little special coming your way. But uh, this week, there's no point in me announcing it like it's a surprise because you've already read it on the title, as I always say every week. We are going to give a little guide to relationships this week. We are going to tap into our extensive knowledge of our yeah, all we all, all long term relationships, and we're gonna we're gonna go from all the way from the first meet and the first date phase all the way through to, from my end, the marriage phase, and from everyone's end, living together phase. So, yeah, and then hopefully give you five tips at the end uh, to having a successful future relationship. So this is mainly for all the nine-year-olds that listen to this. This is your future right now, This in this episode. That's a blast in the past, isn't it? <laughs> That's a season one joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, relationships, we are all in them. And that's the episode. Yeah. Um, see you next week. No, <laughs> we won't after what I said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's start by describing in a very elegant and eloquent way our first meetings slash first dates with our current slash forever partners. Uh, I say, can I just say I am so nervous for this pod. <laughs> usually on these pods we've got a topic and i sort of pre-think about you know topics to talk about obviously nothing scripted but you know you have a little think and i haven't done that this week with this one um so whatever i say is just gonna come out my mouth and i, I don't trust much <laughs> what's in my mouth really <laughs> so by the time you listen to this we all may be single um... <laughs> <laughs> right, who wants to go first? And what let's, let's describe your first date. Oh, um, yeah, my first date was just a classic dinner, really. Um, me and Molly knew each other from school, um, met in sixth form. Uh, she definitely liked me from there. She said she doesn't, but she definitely did. <laughs> um, and then we went off to uni, uh, different unis, and then came back, and then. Yeah, I think we sort of just went like a few nights out. It was like a friendship group. Um, she was like friendship group, but she was like the outer circle of it. Um, so you know, we, we knew each other reasonably well. And then, yeah, just classic one drunken night at a you know cheeky smooch. Sort of started like communicating, a few texts here and there. And then I, I I put the courage. I was very drunk at the time when I asked her out. Oh, it was like two a.m kebab strolling home and i was like you know what i'm gonna text her fancy some food um <laughs> it, it was so romantic <laughs> and um yeah we ended up going to like a local italian um i wore my best shirt because you know first impressions and that um <laughs> both ordered the same meal with in it uh yeah. she was yeah. she was three minutes late right it was 10 minutes early because, you know, on time is late in my book. Um, so I was sat there for 10 minutes and there was a, there was an old bloke sat next to me with his wife and he was looking at me going, like, pointing his watch going, ooh, ooh, I'm not sure, mate. Stood you up here, stood you up. And then I got a chat into him and he was asking, when, like, when, you, when she's supposed to be here? And I was like, eight o'clock. He goes, all right, okay. It's past day. He goes, I'd leave now, mate. He stood, she stood you up. <laughs> like, 
she's not <laughs> worth it. Not worth it. And, I, and, I, and um, his wife's going, leave him alone. Leave him alone. He's like, oh, honestly, I wouldn't still be sat there. I wouldn't have done it. No, no. Uh, and then there's... Um, I reminded her she was three minutes late. And yeah, I had a lovely little meal. Um, it was a bit weird because obviously like, we were friends, but then sort of semi-interested in each other at the time. Uh, but yeah, it was good. It was a good night. What was the, the meal that you ordered? The same or Mushroom risotto. Oh, yes. Yeah, Peter, I was going to the... um, burst your bubble on that that one a little bit. Yeah. Um, and if I was on the um, uh, the last pods talking about things that women do, uh, this might have been something I'll talk about. But women have this thing where they can't when they're when they're nervous or around sort of newish people. They can't pick a food that they want. It's just not a thing. It, working in a bar, you've got a group of women. One goes, <laughs> one goes, it's the confident one, the one that's done this before. They'll say, oh, I have the mushroom risotto. Oh, yeah, I was looking at the mushroom risotto. <laughs> oh, I have that too. And Is then, that how it went yeah. down? I bet you that... picked the mushroom risotto and then she went, oh, yeah, why not? Actually, what happened was... Um... She picked the mushroom risotto. I was going to go for the chicken risotto. So you were the... You were the... I was, and we both love a... <laughs> <laughs> it was just coincidence. That's sweet. That is sweet. That's a good story. Um, Do you think, with these sorts of things, well, I can't wait to get the, the females back on. We do plan to in the next season. Because... These stories are always very different, uh, the male version versus the female <laughs> version. But after we've all told our stories, I can't wait for our, the females to come on and, and describe their version of the first date, which we'll definitely get them to do. But yeah, that's that's that is a classic, that is a standard box standard route in, yeah. but it, it it's it's a what's quit, it doesn't fail, you know, it's a it's a tried and tested. So, yeah, why it, why go any more difficult than that? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, yeah. Exactly that. Top Grievo. tip: If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Grievo, talk talk to us about the drink situation. How, how many drinks did you have on that first date? I had two beers. Two beers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that... I, I wanted to, sh- you know, I wanted to have a beer to sort of settle in, but then I didn't want to drink too much. Yeah, you know, she might have, you know, thought I was a bit of an alky or something. So, uh, yeah, I thought two beers is a good little medium, isn't it? Yeah. How many did she have? She had one wine because she was driving. Ah, okay. Sensible. Mm. Yep. Chug, yourself and Ridley. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'll so... let you decide how truthful you want to be here. <clears throat> well, it's all going to be truthful, but we decided that we were official at the point when we had moved in together. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we had moved in together and we were like oh suppose we're together then (laughs) (laughs) can you what what would you pick out as a first date then uh probably we went to um so she was living in dorset i was living in um in somerset and a sort of midpoint was uh, what town is it i think it was Dillminster. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of midtown. Uh, there are a couple of midtowns. Um actually no, probably actually Lyme Regis was the first one. Um so we met up in Lyme Regis. Um 
we had some food, had a little stroll on the beach. And then this is the interesting bit of the date, which um, I don't know whether to recommend or not. But they've got <laughs> they, they've got a little um, aquarium bit in at the end of Lyme Regis, like at the end of the pier. And in the aquarium, they've got the fish mullets. Ever heard right. them? Mullets. No. They're like they're pretty skanky fish, right? They live in sort of sewer and, and yeah, they're, they're they're shit fish really. But there's a thing where you can put your hands in and the mullets nibble your hands. Um, so we did that. Why not? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we we actually had to pay to to have the mullets uh, nibble your hands. Um, but we didn't want to play, pay, so just when the lady wouldn't look, look in, we just stuck our hands in, and then the <laughs> <laughs> mullets had a little had a little nibble, and then we're like, we've done that now. Let's go, let's go find some food. Those who do crime together stay together. <clears throat> yeah, it was good crack there, good fun. <laughs> so yeah, so was this? Obviously, you classed it as your first date. This was just post or pre moved moved in together. That no, was pre, yeah. So you, so you did have a, date, a few dates as such before you actually moved in together? Yeah, yeah, I guess we did. Um, just the actual the actual agreement of being together didn't happen until um, <laughs> <laughs> we were sat on our new bed in our new bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it was quick. Yeah, it, was, it was quick, though, wasn't it, like, you and Anna? Yeah, it was very quick. Um, but I think that's because we knew that, you know, it was right. And you both met at university with all of us. Yeah, we met at university. Um, it was she's just arriving back, I think. Actually, um, we met at university. Uh, she was on a different course, but obviously did the course with some of the people that we lived with, so we all sort of knew each other. Um, and I remember one drunken night in Back Bar in Plymouth. Is it Back Bar or Rob Bar? Rum Bar, Rum Bar in Plymouth. Um, we had we had made the classic agreement to each other. Uh, if you're not married by the time you're thirty, I'll marry you type thing. Uh, and this is in first year of uni. Um, and then we went for uni, and then <clears throat> nothing ever happened. And then uh, at Lucas and Sophie's wedding, uh, we 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 talked again, and that came up. And then ever since there. Then yeah, it's all been it's all been good. So you've now got four years to find someone else to marry. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Rate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good story. I like it. I like that you just decided. Yeah, we're 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 an item now. Yeah, it, I suppose it's sort of it just sums, you, it sums you up. I think it's 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 just perfect. Prime chart, <laughs> that is. Yeah. No prior planning, then just yeah, yeah, we're together now. Yeah, I think because there's a stage, isn't there, in 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 your life where like you stop asking each other out and like yeah. becoming asking to be your girlfriend. I I hate that. It's so like primary school, isn't it? Like, will you be oh. my girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please, yeah. I fancy you. Oh, grow up. Yeah, so it was that conversation that we never had until uh, until we we're actually living together, just because we didn't want to have the "Are you my girlfriend?" conversation. Yeah, like I'm in the same sort of like mindset as you, where 
just naturally become like committed and you just move on. You never have that. Will he be my girlfriend? Will he be my boyfriend conversation? Um, I'd but... say the, the, when it becomes official, when it goes on Facebook, that's, okay. that's, the, that's the classic, we're officially uh, an item now. Again, it's on Facebook. hate that. Hate I it. hate it too. I do hate it, but it, is, it, is the, it seems to be the classic. Grieve, are you and Mo actually it. together? We're not official on Facebook, so no, we're not. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, no. Molly, to burst your bubble. But... I don't think me and Ella are, actually. No. <laughs> um, well, my first date with my now wife, uh, we've known each other since primary school. No, secondary school, sorry. We were in the same tutor group in year seven, and we actually did go out uh, for about two weeks. God! Um, yes, classic secondary school relationship. Um, <laughs> and... One side of the story, which I genuinely can't remember, but she swears happens. Uh, I left her on Valentine's Day disco in year year seven, sorry. Apparently. And then her her best friend at the time, no longer a friend now, but apparently slapped me in the face at Valentine's and everyone. I don't don't remember this. I have no recollection of this at all. Um, Obviously, I was playing the long game scene. I was doing the whole treat, I mean, keep them keen. Yeah, kept her, clean, kept her clean for about eleven years, um, and then yeah, we we rekindled that friendship on Tinder, the, the classic dating app, um, and then yeah, our first date, I we we went to Swindon Outlet Centre to start nice. with. Yeah, we just walked around the shops. Uh, I think she got a Yankee candle. I don't think <laughs> I bought. I don't think I bought anything. Um, <laughs> and then we went to yeah, a pub on the way back. So the old, the classic meal meal route. Obviously, I only had I had two as well because two two is fine when you drive in. Cool. <laughs> We're getting well cancelled. <laughs> Five viewers. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did have two just for the settle the settle the nerves. But yeah, it was a lovely date, and then never looked back. Really, I think our, our second date is probably more interesting. Uh, I snuck out of the house to meet her on a night out. She was out with her best mate, um, seeing a gig, and I didn't sneak out there. So it wasn't like I was allowed to go out. But every, <laughs> How everybody... old are you? <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, everyone was already asleep, so I didn't want to wake everyone up being like, "I'm going out now." So I just sort of, yeah, slowly crept downstairs and opened the door as quiet as I could. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't like sneaking out like I'm a naughty boy. It was just uh, I don't want to wake anyone up. Okay, I was, I was living at home at the time. Yeah, and I met her in the club, and yeah, that was when we shared our first kiss as well. Oh, so, but, those yeah. wouldn't have been your first dates. Well, did you have a date when you were together? We met at school every day, Monday to Friday. I we, found we, that. we might have sat together in geography one time. Oh, yeah, big date that. <laughs> yeah, big, day. big, big date. Erosion. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I drew a mountain for her. Oh, she yes. erupted my volcano. <laughs> she she is your world. <laughs> We're like two tectonic plates. I'm gone. That's me gone now. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, that was us. That was that was the start of us. Um, but for those nine year olds out there, w- yeah. what's the quirkiest first date you've? 
either done, either heard of, experience, your mates have done. Can we think of any quirky first dates? Just to just throw some ideas out there for the young young boys. Um, I think Chuck, you had a pretty good first date sort of routine at uni. Routine. Um, <laughs> every weekend. Well, <laughs> there was a thing. there was a period. Um you used to did, didn't you take them to the aquarium? <laughs> I took one girl to the aquarium. No, no, no. You definitely <laughs> bought you bought a year's membership and you were like, if the first one if this one doesn't go well, I can just take another one. Oh shit. I... <laughs> you did! You did. <laughs> but it's genius because women love the aquarium. They love it. Yeah, well, the the first one went down like a lead balloon. Um I don't know why, because the aquarium was <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's interesting actually and I haven't asked Ridley if this these two situations line up but Ella was working at the aquarium <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I was going on dates at the aquarium while she was working there or not that would be interesting um, <clears throat> but yeah I, I took somebody to the aquarium and then a bit of food afterwards on the Barbican um, on like the harbour side bit um, and I thought it went well. Like, what what's not to like? You, you you know, make a few fish jokes and then have a look at some turtles and then have some food. That's great. I'd like that. Yeah. Same. First one didn't go down too well. The second one was better. Um, but you know, aquarium, good good route to go down. Yeah, plenty more fish in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Nine year olds, top tip, aquarium. Year's membership. Yeah, <laughs> yeah set it up. Pretty plan. <laughs> uh, any other quirky first dates we've ever heard of? Um, I haven't done that many first dates. No. no. I can't say that I have either, to be fair. Like, my first date was a mole. I think. Rate it. Like it. Yeah. One banged it, smash it, didn't it? all you need, mate. It's all you need. Yeah. Um... Yeah, well, sorry, nine-year-olds. Um, aquarium. I mean, it doesn't really get much better in the aquarium. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Go to the aquarium. Um, right, so what are the dating rules then? How how many dates until things progress? Cool. Cool. I don't think there's a real answer to that. Because, I mean, we've got a prime example with Chug where you can move in before your second date and it works out. <laughs> Very true. Um, or you can have people who, like, date for ages. But I, I, I don't understand the whole, oh, we're not dating, we're not together, we're seeing each other. I, what, what, what is seeing each other? Like, what is that? Yeah, that, that phrase is dating, isn't it? It's... it's, well, yeah, it's dating, but it's just a nice thing you tell your parents before so you don't have to get the backlash of, Who's your girlfriend type thing? Yeah. I can see that, yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like, like I said, Molly was my first date. And then after sort of like the third one, I was there like, well, there we go then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that... <laughs> yeah, there we you go. attached to me. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't have the time or the effort to like date multiple people at the same time. I don't have it in me. No, no, I haven't got minerals for that. I like the show um, Celebs Go Dating. Um, big fan of that show. And the dating experts, they do say that you should date multiple p- people at once. Really? Yeah, just go on dates. Like, they're quite strict upon, like, you shouldn't be leading them on and saying that, you know, you want more. But just 
go on dates, meet people and um, go for various dates with a few different people. And then you can see which one works and pick the one you want, which is all well and good if you're a looker um, and you can get a few dates. But if not, then... Yeah, it took me 23 years to get one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you can argue me if you want, but none of us are lookers, so... No, no, no. I'm I'm a four out of ten. I'm a personality puts you up to a six, mm, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm well, fine. It's worked, hasn't it? It's worked. So, well, yeah, exactly. exactly. We're all punching. <laughs> but yeah, um, going back to the rules. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there needs to be a set rule. But we, but for, we as a human race seem to live by rules. Because I watched. Uh, married at first sight with Sarah a few times. Yeah, and they, the principle of it is you get married without ever meeting them, and then that you you you're in this experiment. And you give it like something like six weeks to actually see if anything develops from that. And and some people think that they they go on that that honeymoon straight away, say, and some of them think they should be going all the way on like the first night. And their their reason is because we're married. It's like, well, on paper you are, but you've literally only just met. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> calm down a bit, big boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I get right into these programs. You've got no shame in saying that. I love that show. Top tip, the Australian one's better. Oh, 100%. 100%. oh yeah. They did, they did, because the British one before this, this recent uh, series was very, it, it was genuinely about marrying someone at first sight and then being with them for six weeks, meeting the families and all that. They didn't never meet each other, all the couples. Yeah. Which is what the Australian one is. They all meet each other all like in a, basically a, a, a bubble. And then the British one tried doing that, this this recent series, and it was just, it wasn't as good. Because there's just the chavvy voices of the British people. I'm like, oh my God, shut up. Yeah, like, what's more interesting? Kevin from Peterborough or Bruce from like Canterbury? <laughs> Gold Coast. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're top tip for nine-year-olds there are no rules i mean don't go and try and go all the way on the first date but there are no rules so just just go with the flow see what happens but if both parties are consensual obviously yes that's that's the biggest rule consent i think yeah that's that's the number one top tip we could possibly give on this episode (laughs) no means no (laughs) yes I know we're laughing, but it's because we are generally serious, genuinely serious about that. If you're nine years old and listening, it does mean no. Um, that relates to all things in life. If your mum doesn't, if your mum doesn't want to get you that pre- Christmas present that you're asking for, no means no. So stop asking. You're yeah, for yeah, exactly. Everything in life. I try and I try and sweeten it a bit there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shall we um move on? Because please, yes, please. <laughs> This is a very dangerous episode. Oh, <laughs> very dangerous. I'm so sorry. You just said sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. So you've dated for a while, um, and it gets to the point where you've got to meet the friends and the family. The single worst thing in that phase is the girlfriends. Oh yeah, they are vile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping this thing going. This is a risky episode. I'm keeping it going. 
And yeah, they they grill you more than the parents do normally. Yeah, I was very lucky. Like I said, me and Molly were in sort of same friendship group, so we knew each other. But um, on the topic of grilling, Molly's sister tried to quote unquote grill me. She asked me four questions. One of them was, "What's your favorite color?" <laughs> and then she was like, "Oh, I've grilled him. I've grilled him." I was like, <laughs> "No, you haven't, love." <laughs> to be fair, we uh, Sarah's cousin and I played a good trick on Sarah because Sarah's cousin is quite a big, beefy bloke, um, and he's he's the. You think he'd be the stereotypical, you know, if you were my cousin, I'm gonna fucking kill you, sort of thing. Um, and he told Sarah that's what he was going to do when he first met me. So we, it was Sarah's birthday and she had a pre drinks at her parents' house and I offered to go and pick her cousin up. Then obviously, as I was going to pick him up, he was texting Sarah, like, like when he gets here, I'm going to properly, like, I'm going to tell him what's wrong and we're going to sort him out. So I, so she was telling me this as well. And I was like, I was shitting myself a little bit because I thought he was serious. Gets into the car and is like the nicest kid ever. Shakes my hand and then is like, look, I've told Sarah I'm going to properly grill you. So when we get in the house, just walk in like you've been absolutely grilled. So I did. Obviously, I played the part. You know, I'm like, I, I get involved. So I, I walked in like proper like, oh, fuck. Like really like blank face, like eyes a bit wild. Like, and she looks at me like, Ben, what the fuck did you do to him? Um, And then, yeah, we just both first out laughing at that point because we couldn't keep it going. <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah. so that, that's what I mean. He, I feel like if, if, her, if her cousin was... A female, or, or yeah, I would have got grilled, like actually grilled. Yeah, like men, men seem yeah. We, we're a bit like, oh, nice one. Who's your new partner? Oh, sound done. Yeah. Whereas female, yeah, the girlfriends want to know everything, and I'm talking everything. Like, everything. do you feel? Do you guys feel like you've won over all the friends? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd say I'm at, I was at a slight advantage of most we most of our friends were at school with us, or a couple of them at least. So I already knew them from school. But I started to make I started to win over the others from the ones from university. And I think I have, to be fair. Yeah, same boat. Yeah. It sound by the sounds of um uh your stories uh, when you were going through this process, um you're from a slightly different world to some of Molly's friends, aren't you? Yeah, Mo- yeah. Um, Molly went to Southampton Uni, um, which is not particularly posh uni, but some of her housemates were quite raw, let's say. Um, <laughs> and from uh, that sort of background, um, she, they're lovely, lovely people. But some of her, well, some of their friends, so Molly's friends' friends, are very much sort of like you know, made in Chelsea, or, or, or they think they're made in Chelsea. So. Um, I went to a dinner party, uh, which again is new to me, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, they, they they found out I was from Plymouth, uh, and we were walking around like a, a field, went on a, like a countryside walk, and one of them genuinely asked me, "Am I okay with the surroundings?" Meaning the outside and fields. They thought I'd never seen like. <laughs> green before <laughs> um, and then uh, over dinner one of them asked me um, what educational establishment did I attend uh, they'd, never heard of, they'd never heard of Marjan <laughs> funnily enough um, and then they asked me what my favourite port was 
and apparently Newport wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're all lovely people, but they were just, yeah, different world. We're, um, I, I was in an interesting predicament where um, my friends, uh, some of my friends were some of uh, Ridley's friends, uh, talking about one of our special friends, Lucas, and his wife, Sophie. Um, but those two were probably closer to Ridley over the years. And I feel like maybe even, maybe, maybe it's even taken till now so I'm good enough in Lucas and Sophie's eyes for, for Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lucas is very, very protective, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, Bless him. And Lucas, Lucas, when, when it's just me, I'm, I'm his friend. When I'm with Ridley, I've got something to prove to Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Still, <laughs> yeah. Did 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 you smash it when they came down the other week? Yeah, I think they had a good time. We all had a good time. We'll have to we'll have to ask our special friend if if you're now in the good books. Yeah, DM us on the uh, yeah on the Instagram. yeah Lucas. If, if Chug has passed, please let us know. <laughs> have I passed the test? Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, what about the parents then? How how did those? Uh introductions go um to be honest I, I it went pretty well um like i said i was friends with molly before uh she had a like a garden party uh, <clears throat> when we were like 20 um and as a 20 year old i heard garden party as a bit of like a, oh let's get boozy uh tie-dye sort of clothing rocked up and there was sirloin steak and suit and tie and i was like oh <laughs> cool <laughs> like handed Molly's mum a um a pack of Tesco's own sausages, going here's for the barbecue. She's like, <laughs> I'll put those next to the uh the, the quail. Um, <laughs> but and then that night, Molly's dad got really really drunk, and I was I, I just happened to be his beer pong partner. Um, and yeah, he was he was um very pickled, bless him. And then like brought this thing like brought it up like four years later when we were dating and he was like yeah no i have no idea who you are mate and i was like <laughs> cool no worries um but yeah it was they, they like me now um her, her dad like i've said in the past probably he um he shoots deer for like um culling purposes not for fun or sport um and yeah he he called me um he, he was out on the shoot and he called me and said oh there's, a, there's quite a big deer up here i sort of need a second hand would you mind coming and coming and helping me and um he was midway through um preparing the deer to be transported and he he looked into my eye took a knife and said if you hurt my daughter and uh cut the bollocks off <laughs> Wow, you've got, you've got a full stereotype of father. 100%, yeah. Wow. And, I, and I was there like, okay, I was slightly less scared when it took him three attempts to cut them. And I was like, <laughs> you're armless, you aren't you, mate? Um, but it, it, it was quite funny. Yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 I can respect it. I rate that. Full, got- full stereotype, full-blown father. Yeah. In-law. Chug, parents? Um, I had a fairly easy easy ride on this one, to be honest. Um, Ridley's mum is lovely. Um, she gave me a hug straight away and made me feel at ease. Um, Ridley's dad came came down and met us, and we we had a meal together. Um, and it was all all plain sailing, so not a lot to to 
to say on that front. It was all all easy going. Um, I, I'm pretty similar, to be fair. And I think I've, I've played the role so well that I'm actually their favourite now. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, they've got obviously Sarah and she's got a brother, but I think I'm the number one out of the three. <laughs> so I think, I've, yeah, I've smashed my role. <laughs> well, I mean, her man works with me, so. So, what tips would you give if you want to smash that role? Um, know your crowd, obviously. That's, uh, <laughs> I was very, very lucky. That I'm a very sarcastic, humor type person, as it is, and her dad is like the king of sarcasm. So we we smashed it like straight away. Um, as we all know, Sarah can be a little bit ditzy. Um, and we both love taking the piss out of her for that, so that's where the bond came in. And it was quite early on that, that bond started. I was I was a little bit shocked to start. I was like, taking the piss out of your own daughter, but I like it, so I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> um, yeah, and her mum is just the classic like a feeder, wants you to have everything you need, just a proper carer. So she made me feel welcome like instantly. So I uh, yeah, I'd say know your know your crowd. Um, I think another top tip, get into the nans. If the nans like you, yeah. you're in. Yeah, yeah, Sarah's got uh, just the one nan, but yeah, I, I'm I'm in with her and got in with her quite well. Get in with the nans. Um, yeah, uh, adapt your humour to, to what, what needs to be done for the, for the father. Of course. Basically, make the dad laugh and make the mum see your caring side. Like that's, it. That's the way yeah. to play it. Humor with, humor with dad, caring with mum. Good yeah. tips. Couldn't, couldn't sum it up better, to be fair. So flip it now. Yeah. Um, your um, your daughter is seventeen. Go eighteen. Brings over a new fella. What are you going to do? Smash his face in. Yeah. <laughs> I have always wanted to recreate the scene from Bad Boys. Yeah, if you know, yeah. you know, hundred yeah. percent there. Um, so I, yeah, I, I'm gonna get my best mate round. He's gonna play the drunk uncle, and I'm gonna play the tough dad. And yeah, we're gonna play. We're gonna play that out. Hopefully, <laughs> I like that. To be fair, actually, I did have a um, I did have a year eight, no, year ten girlfriend, and I went round her house, and her dad was a marine. And we dated for six months, and I don't think he ever said more than three words to me. Armando, please, was he? It was very much a silent treatment. Wow, uh, jobby. Um, Ed, actually, the only things he ever said was when we went up to uh, the bedroom, keep the door open. Yeah, that was that was all that was said. And um, yeah, I can tell if he's a nice guy or not. We never really spoke. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't. You didn't know your know your audience, there, mate. You no, you needed, you needed this episode to to smash that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm playing the tough dad role in the future. That's my. That's what must. What I'm going for. Yeah. I think. I think we all want to play it, don't we? Yeah. I'll eventually let out the humorous side, but to start with, tough dad. Have you got any unique things like um, 
uh, like cutting off the bollocks of a deer. <laughs> I don't think I could stretch that. <laughs> I don't think I've got anything in me as good as that. That is a fantastic first meeting. First a pa- meeting but... yeah. Big power move. Yeah, huge. Um, Let's move on then. We have met the parents. We have been dating... Well, we are together. We are going on date nights. Obviously, that's that's a given. Keep that going. That's that's a big tip. Always always keep it fresh. Don't just settle. Um, yeah. So we are now in the long term relationship phase. We have officially moved into that. Again, there's no real timing on that. It just happens. You just there are probably some key indicators like yeah, moving in together is probably one. Apart from Chuck, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. What indicators are there? It's a long term relationship. There are some. There are there are definitely some key ones. That you're like we're in a long term relationship now. They're like quite subtle things, aren't they? They're not like obvious. No, I suppose. Um, like when when you can start to do weird around each other. Yeah. Like, like how I am with you boys. If you're like that with your missus, then like you're in, any really. Yeah. Yeah, I can appreciate that. You ever had a poo in front of her? Yeah, that's a great indicator that you're in a strong, long-term relationship. Uh, I haven't, but there, there's been, you know, wind passed between us. I suppose. Yeah, I, yeah, not yeah, not saying necessarily full on the poo. But no, certainly <laughs> methane release from the rear end. Yeah, just little, you know, competition now and again. Has she farted in front of you yet? Oh, she's terrible. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Sure? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know what she eats. She is. I think it's a sign of a top bird. To be honest with you, I don't get girls that are like I don't fart. Yeah, you do. We all do. Come on now. <laughs> Stop lying. Let it out. <laughs> if you're a girl watching this, just fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, I was going to say lounge, lounging around topless. Oh. As in the as in us like. I think that's a sign of a long-term relationship where you're just sort of, it's all hanging out, you just have a big meal, you're a bit there, and it's just, I'm just going to chill top this right now. I wouldn't have bought that one, but yeah. No? Okay. No. <laughs> no. Well, you wouldn't, like, yeah, you wouldn't do it straight away, would you? You, you don't have to be comfortable to be able to do that, I'd say. Yeah, and you've got to remember Grievo's different gravy on this situation. Throughout uni, he, always, he, he was always just wandering around the, the flat top. Yeah, a pair of rugby shorts and topless. Yeah. If you've got it, flaunt it, ladies. I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, dear. Um, and, of course, we are all living with our uh, partners. Um, yeah. How do we survive? I just agree what they say and have an opinion. <laughs> that is, again, apart from... Just below, no means no. That is the toughest <laughs> tip we can give. Yeah. When she is right, she is right. When she is wrong, she is right. Mm-hmm. It is quite simple. <laughs> it is quite simple. Pick yeah. pick your battles. You can definitely have an argument with your long term partner slash wife, but not every single one. Pick them. Pick them wisely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yet to find the wise one to be honest <laughs> I'm still waiting for that moment <laughs> yes I to be fair um, 
And we've said before, we've had no say in the house decorations. Um, I've had, I had no say in the wedding planning. So I'm still waiting to win a battle. No. Speaking of things in the house, this is a recent one. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally looking around. Right? <laughs> um, her dad gave me his old PlayStation 2. Right, he's Ooh. used it about five times, and he was there like, you know, sell it if you want, or give it to your brother. He's into games, whatever. So we've got like a, a cupboard which you just shove everything in. I put it in there, and all of a sudden, that cupboard is messy. They can't close it. Oh, <laughs> Everything's in there, and it's all her stuff. I put one bag in there. That's it. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, um, Grivo, Grivo. Should I tell you how you win that battle? Yes. You set the PlayStation up in plain sight on the downstairs, um, in the downstairs TV unit, and suddenly she's going to want it gone from there. That's not a bad shot. That's a bit of reverse psychology there. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly fire, the cupboard didn't seem so bad, does it? Fire, fire. fire. <laughs> See, what yeah. what women have this incredible knack of, uh, of doing. Um, this is quite a fresh uh, idea in my head because we put the Christmas tree up yesterday and uh, I say yesterday, we put the Christmas tree up on Monday um, and this happened so she said right, just, you know, decorate a tree put all the balls on the tree, I don't mind where I don't mind where is the key thing <laughs> <laughs> she said in that if they say, I don't mind you know, go out, I don't mind wear what you want, I don't mind we'll just go anywhere to eat, I don't mind Fucking keep questioning her and find out what she wants. Because <laughs> I don't mind does not mean I don't mind. Um, no. Yeah, so I put some bubbles on, and apparently I put some too low, and they were hanging too far near the floor. So they, had to, they had to be moved up to a higher branch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't mind does not mean I don't mind. It will never mean I don't mind. And you need to do further investigations. <laughs> <laughs> These are some serious tips, mine. That is that is genuine, that one. Yeah, and to add on to that, like when you ask questions, you go, oh, where does this go? What do you want me to do? All this sort of stuff. They go, oh, can't you just think for yourself? And then when you do, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. As we said before, when she's right, she's right. When she's wrong, she's right. Yeah, so I think she's less annoyed when you ask her, oh, so, you know, what do you want me to do? Or where does this go? Than if you just do it and do it wrong. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Chug, what have you what have you found living together? You did it quite early on, so yeah, we lived we lived together early on. Um, so did you think that helped get through this the sort of difficult finding finding each other's quirks phase, or because you grew you grew straight early on together, or did you, did you still find things along the way that were like, oh, why did she do that? Yeah, we've always been on pretty much the same page. Um, but maybe one thing that helped us initially while whilst we were in a fairly new relationship and we were living together was the fact that we were living um with a with a very passive aggressive gay couple um oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so we basically we rented a room in their house um because we were we were fairly sens- sensible about the living together situation we didn't want to get a full on uh rental just in case it didn't work um but we went into this situation so we could live together and then still pull out at very short notice and it will be fine if it didn't work so we went in and lived with a very passive aggressive gaze but i think all our all our 
anger towards you know the the standard things that annoy couples like you know cleaning um is he doing the dishes is he um uh is he messy all that was directed at the the two gay guys because they were so passive aggressive with us and <laughs> um we couldn't leave one plate out so so they took all that away from us basically um and then going into then we when we did move in together just me and her it was like <sighs> and relax it was just it was all plain sailing because we were we were free from that situation i don't know if you noticed then but when you were talking about things that wind people up when they first move in together you only mentioned things that men do yeah yeah (laughs) women don't do anything that's annoying do they i think maybe we're just more chill aren't we we don't get annoyed as easy no i think we'll go back to pick your battles (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah yeah so definitely yeah pick your battles again um but that's quite lucky to be fair sure um quite jealous actually that you skipped through all that yeah because i get told every time i walk past the dishes and they're not put away um that i'm not doing my job (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I still get some of that but uh mainly i just get grumpy because i know i should have done it and then haven't done it and then i get more annoyed at myself when she comes in and goes oh why why isn't this done or something um so, so my anger always gets directed at myself rather than her. Interesting. That is. It's quite, quite nice actually. Mm. I like it. Obviously, it's working. I mean, that everything that all three of us doing is working. So, just shows. Yeah, we're going to give you five tips to a successful relationship, but really, you've got to make it work for you. Exactly right. Having said that, let's give our five steps to a successful relationship um and number one in all seriousness no does mean no <laughs> is that really our top tip <laughs> Good no because that should be a given that's not a tip that should be a given right number one then to have a successful relationship communication when... yeah yeah communication 100 percent. get it in early sorry what Sorry. Excuse me. You said that Excuse while putting your finger through a teletape. Excuse me. <laughs> Impeccable timing. Communication, I mean. As in, yeah. be your full communicative self at the early stages in the relationship. If there's something you don't like, say that you don't like it. Otherwise, um, you go on a long path and then suddenly you've plucked up the courage to say, oh, I don't like this. And then they've gone, well, we've been doing it for a year. And then suddenly you're, you're then the bad guy because then you've, you've held on to this thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, if, if they, like I said, do something annoying or, you know, not something you're used to, if you understand why they do it, you're less likely to be annoyed by it because you can go, okay, well, I can sort of understand that. Yeah. So, yeah, number one, communication. Number two, uh, when she's right, she's right. When she's wrong, she is still right. Yes. There she is. Yeah. Uh, number three, I don't mind. 
does not mean <laughs> I don't mind. Please dig further and find out more information. Can we just ban that? I say it. I'm a victim of it. But yeah. it is yeah, but the we most mean it. When we say we actually mean it. Yeah, but you've always got a slight preference in your head, haven't you? I guess so, yeah. But, and, yeah. Like I do it a lot and not just relationships, doing it with friends. I noticed it in Albania. A couple of a couple of my friends said, "Oh, I don't mind, but I would rather do this." Don't say I don't mind then. Just say I'd rather do this. Cool. Well, I'm happy with that then. Well, completely ban. I don't mind. Don't say it ever. I could back it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Uh, step four. Accept each other. Yes. Yes. Like Flaws and perfect imperfections and perfections. Well, or yeah. your, your imperfections are your perfections. They are indeed. That will make that, that your imperfections make go. you who you are. Exactly. Uh, and you know, if you're not willing to accept people's you know warts and all that sort of stuff, then you're not ready for relationship. Nope. Like you, you know, everyone's got like a tick. If you've got like a checklist, no one's going to tick them all. No. You know, find someone you can be comfortable around and accept you, and then you find someone that you accept, and then crack on. 100% sound advice. And the final step to a successful relationship. Something that's very hard to do, um, but is the biggest step. Keep it fresh. Keep going on dates. Don't get rid of that honeymoon period. Don't have to. No. Re- Realise what she likes about you in those early stages and keep doing them. Yeah. Like, uh, one thing I still do even now is like I've always got her a like a funny moon pick card for birthdays and Christmas. So I don't really like doing serious soppy ones. I, I prefer jokes, and that's something I will do until the day we both pass. I'm sure. Even when we're eighty, I'll be like, "I got your funny card, love." <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get it to you because I can't. Don't know how to work this new iPhone three hundred and forty-four, but. I thought of getting you a funny card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, realize what you like about each other and just, yeah, don't stop doing it. Don't take it for granted. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Don't take it for granted. So. Yeah. There we go then. Some genuine sound advice in there and some what seem like jokes, but actually, honestly, when she's right, she's right. <laughs> but when she's wrong. She's still right. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, seriously, if you're nine years old and you've listened all the way through, thank you very much. Um, and if you're more than nine years old and not in a relationship, no rush. Don't worry about it. It will happen when it happens. Uh, and if you are in a relationship and you've learned some things from this, then well done. Keep it fresh. That's probably the biggest thing. That's, that's the key one for a long-term relationship. If you're in that already, keep it fresh. Add someone new to the bedroom. Exactly that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will end there. Um, yes. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And we are going to have two more weeks of this season. And then we will take a break before season three. So enjoy this one and enjoy our last two weeks when they come. Goodbye. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Bye.